Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Fly on the Wall Podcast, episode 168. My name's Luke, and I'm joined by the sexiest, hairiest, and biggest man in the cabin. <laughs> Hello! It's Big Was here. <laughs> Hope you're well, everyone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well. Just you, mate. Uh, we were going to be talking about vigilantes, or vigilantes. That was very nicely put, though. Or And um, bounty hunters. We were. But uh, I think we should break it down to vigilantes tonight, Vigis. bounties, vigies tonight, and then lanties next, and lanties the bounties yeah. next week. Yeah, what do you reckon? <laughs> Sounds great, mate. Great idea yeah, of mine. Great idea, yeah, mate. that That's one amazing. we haven't pre-planned. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, what's been going on with your week, mate? Since the last saw you a week ago. Not a whole lot. I was playing Lego oh, today. Had, oh, Lego, nice. Yeah, yeah, I made a pirate island oh, nice. with just, my daughter. Just on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a pirate island. I like pirate islands. I had the uh, pirate island set yes. from the oh, late 80s, yes. early 90s. Yeah, it's So awesome. did my brother, I think. It's when it the pirates brother. first came out. Yes. In Lego. And it was, how good was that? Yeah, it was great. Happy yeah. days. When, when I first saw a little face that wasn't two dots and a line for yeah. a face, like mm-hmm. two dots for the eyes and a line for the mouth, and they had eye patches and stubble. And stubble, yeah. My mind, my young mind was blown. That's right. Um, and then when they came up with two faces, so you could swing it around. Oh, that was cool. Expression. Yeah, oh, that was sometime later though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't get <clears> into that as much. I mean, I mean for my own personal collection. Right. Um, I was also very excited that it was finally guns. Yeah. 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 They had pistols, um, rifles. Yes, yeah. exactly. And yeah. cutlasses as well. They were fun. That's it. Um, right. Before that, I had the uh, the castle Lego. Yes, so But they I. still had the plain faces back then. They did. It had some kick-ass weaponry and yeah. armour and stuff like that. Spears. But they still had plain faces. Bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. In my... Yeah, they were all youthful, weren't they? Yeah. No one grew a beard. Nah. No. That's right. No one looked surprised. In my they were all happy to be there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In my collection as I got yeah. older... Um, there'd always be one plain face guy, and he would be always the one to die first. Oh right! Get his head cut off, or cut, or cleave it in half, or something like and that. Because they yeah. always ended up getting worn first, because they were older. Yeah, it's true. So they would actually yeah. have only a small like. Oh yeah, first yeah, mouth first right mouth almost. Sometimes yeah. their eye was a little rubbed out. Yeah. So they deserve to be a victim remember, of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, I remember having the plain face guy once with a helmet on, like a um, an armored knighted helmet, and I decided to. It was one that you could lift up the visor. Hmm. So what I did though was, and I'm on, you've got to think, I'm only like. 37 years old when I did this. Yeah. <laughs> I turned his head around. Practically a teenager. So it was just blank. Yes. So then when he lifted up the visor, he's just blank. The faceless. Yeah, spook <laughs> What I like is all the um, NPCs Yeah. you could make out of all the shit bits. Did you ever do that? So you'd have the good crew. Yeah. You'd have all the good stuff. You'd oh, make yeah. the characters. Yeah. The, the people that have got like a profile. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've got their backstory. You know what they do. Yeah. And then there's everyone else. 
So you just pull together all, oh, your, yeah. all your crappy bits, put them together. There's all one guy who's holding the broom that he hits people. <laughs> one guy, <laughs> yeah. he's got the credit card in this hand, and you're like, yeah, that's a that's a brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gonna hit yeah, someone with some that. sort of club. Yeah, yeah, and those little the little aerials that they always use. Oh, that yeah, was a weapon. Yeah, the for space so many aerials. People. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. turn them upside down, put a, a circle brick. Oh, on that's there. it. They become a club, be a club as well. Club, yeah, yeah, or a torch. I always liked the garden rake. I always thought that was kind of cool because I was I was a fan of the show Monkey. Remember yeah. that show? Yes. Um, I remember Pigsy, Pigsy. his weapon was... Oh, Pigsy! Yeah, his weapon was a rake. <laughs> yes. So I always thought the rake was a cool weapon for and my little the, Lego guys. And what was guys. the fish guy's name? Uh, Sandy. Sandy? Yeah. And he had like a... Kind of like a like a garden hoe, didn't he? Uh, yeah, was set yeah, for a kind of. Bit of uh, on one end, it was a garden hoe, and yeah. on the other hand, it was like a, a crescent moon type. Yeah, thing, a crescent moon. Yeah, yeah. Or a seed plant. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas monkey just had the stuff. That's right. That he didn't need wicked. anything else. That but speaking cool. of gardening, yeah. Rick, uh, I wanted to ask you a question. Hang on, course, sorry. Just before we jump oh, into it's gardening, it's gone, okay. with um, with Sandy, <laughs> I ended up working for a guy called Sandy, who actually yeah. had the same personality as Sandy from oh. Monkey. He was just sort of a bit. Dim. He was quite calm and dim, <laughs> yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Gardening story. But a good fighter. Yeah, absolutely. I like yeah. the way he fought. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mess yeah. with. Him. <laughs> um, okay, so gardening story. I realise this is probably a lot less common these days because you do, in fact, work in the field of gardening. Yeah. So it wouldn't happen very often. Field being the operative word. Yes. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was. my intention today was to get home and mow the front lawn. Mm. Now, it's been, it's obviously winter. Yep. Um, Slows down a little bit. It does winter. slow down. Yeah, so most I, have, I haven't done it for a while. Yep. So admittedly, I had it coming. Uh, it was getting late in the day, so time was of the essence, and I wanted to get that sorted so I could, you know, relax. Yeah. Lawnmower wouldn't start. Oh. Now, I did a few different things. Two-stroke or four-stroke? Uh, it'd be four-stroke. Okay, yeah, good. But I had old fuel. Ah. So, bad from the start. Yeah. All right? Now, there's a few things, but I won't go into the boring yeah. details. <laughs> it's but... not boring to me, Warren. No, no. <laughs> You're like, did you check your air filter? <laughs> Did you make sure there was no water around the? Uh... <laughs> no, no, it was all it was all good, but it's it'd been sitting there a long time. And I so was it's like, not kicking over at all. Well, it'd kick over and then conk out. Oh, okay. Kick yeah, over yeah. then conk out. Okay. I'm like, no. Nah. I had this once before. Could be a spark plug. And I replaced the spark plug, fresh fuel, mm. um, cleaned the filter, and everything was ticking okay, good after yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't have time for all that shit today. I just wanted the fucking thing to start. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, I remember our time in the past. So I started my uh, my whippersnipper. Yep. Um, and I cut it all with yep. that. Yep. Um, and then I blow it back to no problem. But I was thinking about it while I was uh, whippersnipping in a rather grumpy mood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about a time when I was a younger man and I was trying to start uh, a whippersnipper back yep. then. And it's only with powered garden tools that I get this angry. Okay. Where... <laughs> Not any other power tools. No, I don't Just recall ever getting... Tools. Yeah, only gardening power tools get me this angry. <laughs> where I've hurled it yep. across the garden. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Because it wouldn't start. And yep. I felt like I'd given it enough chances. <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> I've worked like a basil fall the What's funny is you're, you're one of the most patient... With 25 children, you have to be the most patient man on the planet. Uh, except... You're patient with me. Yes. You know, patient with your other friends. So I, I see you is very very patient but i can also tell that there is something dark brooding 
<laughs> and clearly you're taking it out on garden equipment. And pets. Yeah, okay. Pet, obviously yeah. the bird. Not physically, obviously. No, 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 no. Yeah, physically. Just, but just I can get very verbally. angry. But even verbally is very much th- un- like through your teeth. <laughs> yes. Under your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is terrifying in its own right. <laughs> so if I could speak to the power tools uh, like that, I would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they get shown the physical violence. Yeah. Um, because they're an inanimate object. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, not that I did anything like that today, <laughs> other than swear under my breath. Yeah. But I do remember literally like grabbing it across, lifting it up like, let's say, Pigsy or uh, yeah, yeah, um, Sandy, Sandy yep. and then just hurling it wow. as far as okay. I could. So you've done um, that before, is what I you're have. saying? Okay. A long time ago now. And then what? Slowly walk back and pick it up again. Oh, I think I went Sorry, I was so angry, sweetheart. It won't happen again. <laughs> Not so much. I actually don't know if I went and collected it that time. Oh, I think okay. I left, left it in it. that spot <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a representation of my disappointment with it. My, so um, I sit out there all day. My brother-in-law up in Queensland, the one who encouraged me to kill cane toes, right. um, he's a big fan of getting a ride-on lawnmower yeah. that he picks up from somewhere. Maybe a little bit cheap. Maybe it needs a little bit of work because he's quite... He's got a lot of aptitude. Like he, he's actually quite mechanically minded yeah. and, and can fix things. You know, puts mm. his mind to stuff. But for some reason or another, he's got probably half a dozen ride-on lawnmowers yeah. at various stages of decay <laughs> positioned <laughs> around his garden, right. where he's going, "Oh yeah, I fucking try to fix that one, but the fucking split diff and fuck whatever it is, something's wrong with it." Right. So he just leaves it there, just lets it to return rot. to the yeah. earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas I think I don't think I could do that. I think I no. could. I mean, he's got a vast property. He's got a big property, yeah. but the, the where he mows the lawn isn't vast, you no. know. So I just think, and all these left where they die. Yeah, is that how it that's looks? It. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So one They're could be there. in the middle. There might the kid's be a pool. couple of tools around where he's <laughs> right. tried to get it going. So they oh, fuck it, and he just goes goes inside for a beer. <laughs> what I love about country properties is that though. Yeah, is the that carefree attitude to old shit. Yeah, yeah. It just gets put out there yeah. and left. Yeah, see, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could either, I but that's because we that. are inherently, unfortunately, and I know this is make us, feel a, bit, make us feel a bit sick, assholes and city folk. Oh, don't worry. No, I know. Don't, I know, mate. and you wouldn't like that. <laughs> I know you have the bush inside but you. I, I, <laughs> I can understand yeah. having, you know, a, a farm, big property, and you've got a beat-up old... Chevy out there, yeah. a 1957 Chevy yeah. body yes. that's rusting. You've got high hopes one day you're going to chip away at it and yeah. make it better. Uh, redo it, you know, yes. bring it back to life. Yeah. Um, and you probably never will. No, but that's right. I can understand that. Yeah. Or a really old Plymouth or, yeah. you know, something. But um, when you've you got... You don't think a Ryobi sit-on <laughs> mower from 2001... Nah, it's not a classic, no. one, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get it. But I, I think I would keep it all. I just if it broke down, I can drag it away. Although saying that, just outside the door there, Warren is an old Honda lawnmower um, that broke down uh, at the end of last year, twenty twenty one. And I had every intention of having to tinker with it, but right. then I bought a new one. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe in a smaller scale, I'm doing the That's same thing. That's your first experience of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating my own words here now. Have you ever thrown a powered garden tool? Oh. In frustration at any stage in your life? No, but I've thrown a small gardener. <laughs> no, Competition, was he? I don't think I have, actually. No, you, you come here! <laughs> yeah, just a little gnome. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think... I've definitely 
cracked it when something's gone wrong or like uh, one time I was uh, brush cutting yeah. and the head on, on the brush oh. cutter disappeared. Yeah. Like it just, it, I must have hit something. It's gone spindling off whoosh, into the bush somewhere. Yeah. I looked for a good half an hour, couldn't oh. find it. And it's bright red, this thing. I'm yeah. like, surely it's going to stand out. <laughs> but yeah, it was gone. And yeah, that was yeah. it. I couldn't do any more brush cutting. So, it, luckily, so I would have javelined the entire brush cutter into the scrub. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you then. <laughs> yeah. No, I had yeah. some scissors, so I got my hands and knees. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, can't, I, I don't think I've... Come to think of it, I don't think I've ever got that angry with any kind of tool. I've got angry with certain stuff yeah. before, and I've like slammed doors and all oh, that yeah, kind of yeah. thing before. Of course. Um, and even recently, I threw uh, what I thought was a mocha, would turn out to be just hot water. That's right. I threw that into the car park on the episode. Yes, you did recall. indeed. Yes. So I'm not, I'm not against... People have witnessed your violence. Yeah, I'm not against a bit of violence against <laughs> inanimate objects. But yeah, no, I haven't done the garden tools so, yeah. Right, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Well, I just thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> All right, we'll go to a quick break and come back with Vigilantes. On the wall, motherfucking podcast. And we're back in. You're listening to Fly on the Wall podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you're enjoying the show so far or have enjoyed other shows, please go and like and subscribe and follow and all that shit. It really does help us. <laughs> all right. Vigilantes. Now, what I did, I went a little bit different. What I did was I found some sort of revenge cases, okay. um, some stories I've got to tell, um, and I also found a couple of stories from the interweb as well. Right. Um, yeah, so how do you want to do it? Do you want me to just start or do you want to start? or? Well, mine is sort of, I've got a couple of articles I found which I found, I don't know, kind of covered across a breadth of aspects of vigilantism okay vigilantism how would you Vig- say it? vigilantism v- vigilantism yeah let's do yeah that. yeah that sounds, sounds right better. sounds nice yeah. sounds like um maybe sense. do one for one then but my first right. question to you big yes. was yes. is have you ever taken revenge i suppose it could come down to something small couldn't it really so i would say that it's probably on the roads Oh, like okay, a, yeah. Like yeah. a white line nightmare. Yeah. Like yeah. Mad Max. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I would say that... Just driven someone off the road. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, Indicate, Nick. Set a little trap and I gave him a hacksaw and I said, you can cut through that in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or your ankle in two. Um, no, no. no. Uh, I think minor infractions... Okay. <laughs> minor infractions on the road... Yeah. Um, like garden tools, but with living people, yeah. do piss me off somewhat occasionally. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. when you're in the I wrong, you, mate. in the you. wrong mood. Yeah. Um, and not that you take revenge. Like people ram people that have like cut them off on the yeah. road. I'd never be like that. But it's that slight psych out thing that you want to do to people sometimes. Yeah. You just drive, and you make sure that even if like okay, they've clearly done something wrong. Um, 
So then what they've done at the lights is that they've taken off quickly afterwards. Oh, so yeah, yeah. they don't want to actually intercept you again. Yeah, yeah. What I do is make sure they intercept me again <laughs> by keeping up with them <laughs> yeah. and, and hoping that they're going down the same road as me, then yeah. changing lanes so I pull up next to them. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And I can just look at them. Give them and, a bit of an eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That would be the closest I get to... Or get your balls out, push <laughs> them up against the window. <laughs> Check that out. That'll scare them. <laughs> but that's probably the closest I get to any kind of revenge. Person. Yeah, okay. Yeah, how about yourself? Have you ever tailgated anyone purposely? Uh, no. I have when I first started driving. Because I always wait for the touch on the brake yeah. and scare the shit out of me. And I, I did learn my lesson early on that that's not the way to scare people on the roads. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm, I, what I do is a very passive-aggressive thing. Yes. So if someone's like really <laughs> flying around in the, in the lanes, I try, yeah. if I can, I don't like put my foot down, I don't, I don't speed or anything like that. But I'll try and get in front of them and then just plod along. <laughs> uh, we're both bastards, really. But I did. We? I think. Um, did I tell you the story on the podcast where I lost it at the kid, the pea platter kid? And I, I literally like lost my fucking mind. So he was he was on his phone. He yeah. was texting on his phone. So he was, he was like uh, drifting, you yeah. know, like he was going in and out of lanes, um, not intentionally. And going really slow, then he'd speed up, and I was like, "This fuck!" And I just wasn't in the mood. It'd be the end of, end of a long hot day of work, and I put up next to him, and I was calm, and I looked at him, and he was like, had his hat to the side, and his seat was really, really low. It's only angered you oh, further. It <laughs> was a pimply fucking skinny fuck. Anyway, so then I like motioned for him to put the window down, yeah. and he did. His mouth was open, so he's a mouth breather as well. I don't like. I don't like those. <laughs> So Maybe put, he has nasal problems. Mate. <laughs> he put the window down. I've put mine down, and I've just—I don't even know what I said. I was get—I know it was something along the lines of "get off your phone," but it was just pure rage. It was like "get off my phone" like that, and I, and I went bright red, and then then he went and a skit. But the good, the nice thing was though, me losing it like some yeah. rabid dog. He jumped out of his skin. He yeah. wasn't expecting it because I think it was because of the calm, demure nature. I said when I was <laughs> indicating for him to, you know, yeah. bring his window down and then... Yeah. Give me a fuck <laughs> You trapped him, really, didn't you? It was good. Yeah. Nice, sweet uh, But other cases of revenge, Warren. Yes. Um, I used to work for an absolute arsehole. Okay. In fact, her and her whole family, except for her husband, were a bunch of arseholes. Right. They really were. It was a long story, but there was a lot of psychological torment. Yes. This was my first main job. Yes, I was and thinking that it must have been It was one. horrible. Anyway, as one little revenge, I it was always up to me to make the coffees. And in her one, I'd always spit in it. Every single time. <laughs> and it wasn't like a coughing up a big goober. It wasn't that bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you were made sure that some of your DNA was left Yeah, I just, you know, and I used to love it. Every now and then she'd sip it and go, oh, good one, Luke. And I was like, nice. yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I also, that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I also, um, I know someone, I won't mention the name. Yep. I know someone who... Had a very annoying housemate. Okay. So they um, used that annoying housemate's toothbrush on their anus and then put it back in the cup <laughs> for the annoying housemate to use. <laughs> Do you uh, think, surely, <clears throat> I mean, depending how clean this person's anus was, I yeah. suppose, you would get you would get some kind of, surely, Smell. you would get some kind of um, sign of it. 
I don't know actually because unless you've really rammed it up there. <laughs> if you're just doing a light brush on the on the anus. Yeah, just a light brush yeah. on the anus. I think I think the person that's going to then the use the toothbrush use after the toothbrush. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> then the person after yeah. using it is just going to go blob with, the with their toothpaste not even right. think about it. Yeah. They might smell a some sort of fecal matter, yeah. but they might just think it's their own. They yeah. might just think it's uh, you Must know be the last time I a fart, my own ass. yeah, or a yeah. fart in the air that's lingered or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, true. Yeah, no, I think it's a safe, easy revenge, and I encourage most people to that's, give it a go. It's pretty intense, though. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know this person fairly well. Yeah. So it has made me wonder yeah. over time if anything has ever come my way yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you just got to ask keith outright i suppose yeah <laughs> true true keith if you listen to all right give us some uh, vigilante stories big waz okay uh so firstly this is from a website called the culture trip should we explain what a vigilante is do you think most people would know i would hope so but what in your mind what's a vigilante look I'd say it's anyone who believes that the usual course of justice hasn't prevailed yes. and they take it upon themselves or um, a group or whatever yeah. to deal out their version of justice, yes. whatever they deem necessary as a punishment. Yes. Would, that, would you say that's fair? I would say that to an extent. Yep. I would say sometimes the vigilante doesn't have necessarily a punishment in mind. Okay. They yeah. might just be want to bring someone to justice or they yeah, might okay. want to, um, I guess, make sure that they're there yeah. to keep them there so they can be arrested and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, okay. So it's not necessarily to meter out um, pain oh, That's a good anything. point. Yeah, it could also be someone, I guess, uh, trying to stop crime. That's right. Yeah, So okay. I have a couple yeah. of examples of, of they class themselves as vigilantes. Yeah. But they aren't necessarily what you would say, like a revenge-motivated one. Yeah, I wonder if you've uh, got the one that I just listened to a podcast about. Oh, right. Possibly might have earlier, because I, I remember reading something about a podcast. Was it about one called Phoenix Jones? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't uh, write anything about it uh, okay, in okay. the end. Uh, every night in New York... A handful of civilians around the city dress themselves in costumes and take to the streets to fight crime. These real-life vigilantes include superheroes, militia-style organisations, and even religious protection groups. They're the latest iteration of a long-held American fascination with vigilante justice. For the past 15 years, a shadowy figure has patrolled the streets of New York. He wears a red armoured vest with superhero initials blazoned across the front, padded gloves, and a large flashlight on a utility belt. Armed only with his martial arts skills, he prowls the city at night looking for crime and disorder. Mm. Like most superheroes, 32-year-old Staten Island native Chris Pollock takes on a separate Sorry, identity. I think it's pronounced Staten Island. What did I say? Staten? Staten. Sorry, Staten That's Island? Right. That's okay. Just our American friends will be losing their shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> takes on a separate identity. Dark Guardian. <laughs> He takes his nighttime activities very seriously. I've taken on drug gangs before. I clean up the areas they're in, at least for a while, he tells me. He's also dealt with pimps in Harlem who threatened to kill him for disrupting their business. Recently, he confronted a man out of his mind on drugs who'd run into a store and began smashing it up. Pollock subdued subdued the man who was apparently wielding a broken bottle just long enough for the police to arrive and arrest him. Nice. So motivated (laughs) by, by good things. Um, so back to you. Do you uh, two questions? Yes. 
what do you think the coolest out of the superheroes that we know? Yes. What is the the, the coolest superhero name? Do you reckon? The, the coolest superhero name. I was a big fan of Kickass. Okay, yeah, because that's, that's exactly that's what it's about. Really, yeah, that's it? pretty good. <laughs> yeah, mine's always been. Uh, well, I've always, I, I've always liked the name, but I also uh, love this uh, superhero yeah. now, Deadpool. Oh yeah, I think the name Deadpool is cool. cool. When you've got like Batman, Superman, you know, but Batman is is great by definition. Iron Man's not bad actually. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think Deadpool, Deadpool. is dark. It's I different. think it's. I think yeah. it's. Kind of creepy, you know. Yeah. If you were to have a uh, superhero name, what would you go? Oh, I suppose Big Was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Just a big B and yeah. a big W on your yeah. chest, yeah, nice. Or just a massive W. <laughs> people yeah. know who it is straight <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't call myself Big W because we have yeah, we've department got stores center. out here, yeah, so the shopping I'd be yeah. probably sued pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. So uh, some payback stories. Ooh, yeah. that I found from the interweb. Um, lady suspected her husband was cheating when she found a packet of condoms in his coat pocket. It's always a dead giveaway, that one. <laughs> if you're not using condoms and your husband is, then that's a concern. Uh, she carefully opened them and soaked them in hot pepper sauce before putting them back. Ooh. The next day, her best friend called her saying she had sex with a guy and her vagina was on fire. Oh, no. Needless to say, the lady divorced her husband and ended her friendship. It's a bit sad, but she found out at least, I suppose. Uh, my Unless she was dating a Mexican who liked dipping his todger <laughs> into salsa. But, like, not even just a mild one. I think that's uh, some casual racism <laughs> there, Warren. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I mean, if I was Mexican and salsa was yeah. always around... I'd have sex with it. I'd definitely put my dick in there. Yeah, well, like American pie. It's pretty know? cool. Like if it's if it's either wet and mushy or hot and mushy, I'm going to put my dick in it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that should be on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, just a oh, couple. Just yes, these, these are short ones. Short yeah, ones. My cousin punched a hole in my wall and never fixed it. Oh. When he bought his first house, I was invited over for the housewarming. I punched a hole in his wall <laughs> and haven't fixed it. I waited 11 years to do wow, this. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and one more. Uh, I like that one, though. One more. Uh, found out my... Found out my... Earth would probably do something like that. Oh, yeah, that's I can see that. Yeah, Love you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, found out my ex was cheating. Told him, he was, told him I was planning a sexy date night and that we will video the lovemaking. He was quite excited. <laughs> First, I tied him to the bed naked, then blindfolded him, then told him I was applying lube to his dick when in actual fact it was superglue so that his dick would stick to his stomach. Then I turned on the Zoom, Zoom feed, you know, the Zoom camera thing, yep. to his parents and walked out. <laughs> now, that what you said at the start there, yeah. I suspected my partner of cheating wasn't that right no found out my, oh, found my out. ex okay. found out my ex was cheating okay yeah, yeah. sorry i thought so, you said suspected no i was gonna say that's <laughs> pretty intense for someone who only suspected that yeah but imagine that imagine laying oh, yeah. there thinking you're gonna get oh, laid my god thinking that she's applying lube turns out to be super glue yeah. and your dick is stuck to your stomach it's terrifying and then and you then... finally like wake up or get get the blindfold off somehow and there's your parents looking at you on the zoom call fucking hell why would the parents stay there very long? Well, have you met my parents? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Luke? Yeah. Are you all right? For Love, the Love the show. Love the show. 
All right, over to it's you. Okay, we put some sticky tape over the screen where it is. Don't worry about it. We've okay. called the police. <laughs> well, <clears throat> well, the practice of vigilant, uh, vigilantism yep. has been used as a tool for bigotry and insular thinking. It's also materialised as a reaction to institutional racism. What you've seen historically is that in communities which were under-policed, often because of racist and discriminatory reasons, private citizens would take it upon themselves to protect themselves because they knew the police would not. Says Matt C. Pinsker, adjunct uh, professor of Homeland Security and Criminal Justice at Virginia Commonwealth University. We used to see this in the Irish, Asian and Jewish neighbourhoods in New York, gay communities in San Francisco and African-American neighbourhoods in the South in the time of Jim Crow, Pinsker added. Just like good soldiers and police officers, these private citizens felt a call to protect their communities and would take on the role that law enforcement was failing to provide. Sometimes, instead of the policing being done by concerned citizens, this role was taken over by organised crime syndicates, such as the mafia in Italian neighbourhoods, oh, yeah, yeah. but require <laughs> the people who live there to pay for the protection. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's the reason for it, though, because yeah. they were under-policed and they were suffering crime regardless. That's right. And I, I'd rather get in trouble with the police than the mafia. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, shall I keep going? Have you got some more stuff to go straight? Uh, why don't we jump to a quick break and we'll come back with more fun. Fly Coming back in, I'll uh, give you one, Warren. Okay. Um, <laughs> Whereabouts would you like? Have you have you heard of Buford Pusser? P U double S E R Pusser Pusser. No, say Pusser. Pusser, yeah. yeah. Buford Pusser. Pusser. My first question to you be was: yes. If you were a cop, would you be a bent or corrupt cop, or would you be a straight and narrow cop, or would you be the kind of cop that? When you need to, when you think there has been an injustice, yeah. take the law into, literally into your own hands, knowing that you've got a bit of protection, mm. you've got a bit of power. Say if you're the sheriff of a town yeah. and you there was some no good doers there. And you knew more than what was, I guess... They were getting away with shit. Yeah, Left, right, right and centre. They yeah. were paying the judge. Yeah. They were paying off other detectives and yeah. stuff like that. And it was driving you fucking bonkers. Yeah. Would you... I would. I think so. Yeah. Go and put them down. <laughs> well, maybe not to that extent, but I think uh, if I was, particularly as a sheriff yeah. in a town yeah. where you kind of, I am a law! Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like... Shoot out their tyres? Yeah, constant yeah. victimisation. Because <laughs> um, yeah. that'll only diffuse the situation. Yeah, that's right. I'd profile their family, <laughs> yeah. um, intimidate their So what would colleagues. you do then? What would you do? Uh, I think it would be subtle things to yep. to show that I'm watching. Like a bit of graffiti on their letterbox. Uh, not graffiti. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just me yeah, in person okay. in, in all sorts of places watching. In their shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know how the strangers, the power in the movie oh, yeah. was always being watched. Yeah, fuck yeah. That was creepy. And I would make help. sure. And I'm the law too. So what are you going to do? Yeah, Strangers starring Liv Tyler. Uh, yes. Go check it out. It's really good. <laughs> I love that movie. It's actually one of those movies that gets under my skin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really does. Um, I think I just I just stand there. Yeah. I just nod at them. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, I know what you're up to. Hi, big one. <laughs> 
What's this person up to? <laughs> He's running an illegal uh, homosexual disco in his basement. I didn't want to assume anything. <laughs> I thought you might have said he's the bikey gang leader. And in your town, yeah. discos are forbidden. Especially <laughs> <laughs> uh, underground. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, is that literal? <laughs> literally it's underground. literally and yeah. figuratively. It's an yeah, underground disco. Right. Yeah, I hate that shit. So Buford Pusser. Yeah. For most of his life, Pusser made his career in public service. Before he, was, before he was a police officer, Passa served as a Marine who later enjoyed a brief stint as a popular wrestler in Chicago. His tall frame and large build earned him the nickname Buford the Bull in the ring. In Chicago, he met his future wife Pauline and they got married two years later. The couple moved to Passa's hometown in McNary County, Tennessee where Passa quickly rose through the ranks of local law enforcement. He was elected chief of police and constable, and later he was elected county sheriff at the age of just 27 years old, making him the youngest sheriff ever elected in Tennessee history. The young sheriff was fearless and wasted no time cracking down on mafia activity, concentrating on the state border between Tennessee and Mississippi, which was controlled by the two... (coughs) Excuse me. Controlled by the two state gangs, oh, sorry, two separate gangs, the Dixie Mafia and the State Line Mob. In 1967, Passa had survived countless assassination attempts, killing several of the hitmen who tried to take him out. He was a local hero to the public, but he became a prime target for the increasingly desperate mob. Things changed forever on August 12th, 1967, when his wife Pauline decided on a whim to accompany him to investigate a roadside disturbance. A car pulled up alongside theirs and suddenly opened fire. Passa suffered a severe injury to his jaw but survived. His wife Pauline, however, was killed. Stricken with guilt over his wife's death at the hands of a mob hit, Passa was most likely the only intended target. Passa cracked down on on crime even harder than ever before. He publicly named his four assassins and Kirksey McCord Nix Jr., the leader of the Dixie Mafia, as the mastermind behind the hit that killed his wife. Although Nix was never justice, never saw justice for Pauline um, Puss's mur- murder. Hang on, sorry, I read that again. Although Nix never saw justice for Pauline Puss's murder, though he was later sentenced to life imprisonment for ordering a murder of a Mississippi Circuit Court judge. The other assassins involved in the murder of Pusser's wife mysteriously dropped dead one by one. Rumours circulated that Pusser had organised hits on the Mafia members to avenge his wife, but because there was no evidence to tie him to the deaths personally, and possibly because nobody was going to prosecute Pusser for avenging his wife anyway, Pusser was never charged with the four killings. His righteous journey to avenge his wife was later adapted numerous times, including the movie Walking Tall. Ah. With Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's cool, isn't it? Yes. So I think I think uh Yeah, I think he's justified. If he went and killed the people that killed his wife, justified, personally, I think. Yeah. 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 I would Did do exactly the same. Himself Lockjaw? <laughs> the <laughs> That'd be cool. Would be. Yeah, I like Pasa though. Yeah, it's Pasa. a sad, silly name. It's but it's a sad story. <laughs> yeah. So I can understand. I can absolutely understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the fact that he never 
you never got brought to. No, nah, well, like it said, the people in town, yeah, kind of were like, yeah, what oh, happened? There's no evidence. I mate. found another body. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. cut up into four pieces in your basement. Yeah, with the oh. ro- with the roller disco. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know. coincidence, guys. Coincidence. Over to you, big wazzy. Have you heard of the Guardian Angels, Luke? Guardian Angels? Nah, sounds like a motorcycle club. It does, but they're not. Sounds like a religious motorcycle club. Well. In their red berets and jackets, the Guardian Angels cut a striking and familiar figure in New York City. The group was formed in 1979, great year, Mm, year. as a reaction to violence on the New York City subway. The vigilante organisation was created by Curtis Slower and was originally opposed by the then-mayor of New York City, Ed Koch. Well, Koch. (laughs) (laughs) But over time, won the recognition and trust of not just Koch, but future mayors. As it expanded well, from the... What was his name? Ed Cock. Ed Cock. I'd call him Cock Ed. <laughs> uh, as it expanded from patrolling the subways to educating the public on safety as well. Members of the organisation were trained to make citizen arrests for violent crimes, mm. but mainly acted as a deterrent by being a conspicuous presence on the trains. Like okay. PSOs. Like our PSOs of today. They're our superheroes of today. What does PSO stand for? Uh, Protect- is it Protection Protect- Service, Service Officer? Officer? Yeah. yeah, okay. So, do you know any protections? No, I don't, mate. I've racked my brain several times. Yeah, me neither. I've got no idea. Um, All right, you will like this one, Warren, but let me first ask you, what would be your weapon of choice if you were a vigilante? Yeah. Um, Okay. Baseball bat, 4B2. (laughs) 4B2. A blender. I think I think uh, it would have to be a yeah a melee weapon, not yep. not a, as you know a gun yep. or an edged weapon. Okay, because that kind of gets a bit brutal. Yeah, I mean, really, you want to meter out justice. Yeah, so yeah, probably like a uh, but a club or a melee weapon, like you say, is it's up close and personal. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I use a lance. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got no horse, yeah. no, no armor. Just carry a lance, really like a ten foot yeah, yeah. lance, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I run at people. <laughs> that would actually be really. I have cool. like a little, um, uh, like a little tripod on wheels oh, yeah, at the yeah, other yeah. end because yeah. <laughs> I can't hold it up. <laughs> Like a, like a converted golf buggy. So it's, I've taken the bag off uh, and yeah. I've just rigged it up. Like yeah, a, nice. Yeah. And you and just run just, at people. Yeah. Run at your uh, intended And my victims. adversaries. Not just, not just random people no, down the no, street. Of course not. Well, this lady used a T-34 tank to wow. deal out some fucking <laughs> That'll <laughs> work. punishment and revenge. That'll work. <clears throat> now, you'll have to excuse my uh, lack of really understanding how to enunciate this woman's name. That's okay. But it's Maria... Octia Briskia, okay, because she's good. Russian. Okay. Came from well, Crimea. Came from a Crimean peasant family. Had a deep sense of loyalty to the USSR and was a firm believer in communism. Her sense of duty arguably deepened after she married an army officer named Ila Octia <laughs> Marry a serviceman, and you actually you should probably read this part because you're good at accents. Oh, why is this? The inverted the, the inverted commas bit. Marry. Because you do the Russian accent. Marry a serviceman and you serve in the army, she once declared. <laughs> Good man. There'd be more. Okay. There'd be more. Yeah, I was thinking there was a, lot, a huge passage. <laughs> when her husband was killed fighting against the Nazis in Kiev, instead of giving in to her grief 
Maria found another way to cope. <laughs> Revenge! <laughs> she, she sold all her belongings and bought a T-34 <laughs> Russian-built Only tank. Only in the Crimea. <laughs> <laughs> which she christened Fighting Girlfriend. Right. So she could kill the Nazi invaders. In order for her to make sure that she would be on the be the one behind the wheel of the tank, Maria reportedly made her case to Joseph Stalin himself. Wow. In a letter to the Russian leader, Maria wrote... Warren, I'll get you to do the, the reading here. Okay, where are we? Maria wrote... My husband was killed in action, defending the motherland. I want revenge on the fascist dogs for his death and for the death of Soviet people, tortured by the fascist barbarians. Perfect. Maria's quite a masculine Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman. I, I didn't want to go too light. <laughs> <laughs> Stalin, no doubt aware of the propaganda value of such a request, approved her plan, and Maria underwent five months of training. Despite the support from Russia's leader, Maria was still vastly outnumbered by her male compatriots, who likely put little faith in her abilities. It didn't take long for her to prove herself, however. In her first tank battle in October 1943, Fighting Girlfriend, her tank, was the first tank to breach enemy lines, and Maria proceeded to wreak absolute havoc against the German troops, crushing many under the treads of her T-34. A month later, she fearlessly jumped out of her tank to make needed repairs under heavy fire from the enemy, hopped back in and got back into the fight. For Maria, the horrors of war only strengthened her resolve. There you go, another little bit to read. I've... I've had my baptism by fire. I beat the bastards. Sometimes I'm so angry I can't even breathe. (laughs) (laughs) She wrote in an emotional letter to her sister. Maria died fighting the Nazis a few months later in January 1944 during the Red Army's Leningrad Novgorod Offensive. Ah, Novgorod. How cool is that? So, so her husband was killed by the Nazis. She got trained. She bought a she tank. She bought a tank. Trained herself up in it, or got trained in it. Yeah. Went and drove over the Nazis. Brilliant. I actually, <laughs> that's brilliant. my favourite story yeah. so far. <laughs> it's fucking that's brilliant. great. Because uh, that's, I think, you know, okay. Um, I don't want to be seen as supporting, uh, you know, the Soviet way or communism or anything. Not right but now. But I must no. admit... <laughs> I must admit, yeah. women fought as equals yeah, with that's men. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that, as an opportunity to just go, no, nah, fuck you. Stalin. I'm going to do this, and too bad, I'm going to buy a tank, I'm going to train myself. Yeah. And it was supported. Stalin like, was, yeah. uh, say what you want about Stalin. Well, but he was big on equal rights, <laughs> men and women. <laughs> I mean, yes, you couldn't say anything bad about him. No. Nah. <laughs> but uh, as, a, as a general rule, Bolivia Pradruga. Is uh, fighting girlfriend? Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, that's okay. I just, you know, I was curious. <laughs> Over to you, big, big words. <laughs> okay, so as with uh, many of America's pastimes, vigilantism in New York has taken on a more technological form recently. An app called Vigilante oh, cool. was launched in 2016 and was banned from the App Store a day after its release. Vigilante reported the locations of crimes in almost real time and encouraged people to work together to address crime-ridden neighbourhoods. 
So there's an app for it. Unsurprisingly, there were fears the app could instigate vigilante behaviour and racial profiling in areas with high crime. The app was rebranded and is relaunched as Citizen at the end of 2017 (laughs) and still highlights dangerous areas of New York City. okay, right. Uh, It's obviously just changed its tax slightly. It's It's, uh, yet to receive the backing of the New York Police Department and remains a controversial concept Mm -hmm. as it monitors police and fire scanners before sending out alerts to its users. Those in the area can then either avoid the incident or approach it and live stream whatever's going on through the app. Yeah, the I app agree. makes it easier for vigilantes to operate, as do social media networks like Twitter, where would-be superheroes can follow well, accounts. Well, that's true. There's no difference, really. Not really. You no, know, people always. Put if on you can it. do it in real time, yeah. and you're following the right source, yeah, I yeah. suppose you'll find out. And you, you think about how quick news travels now, anyway. It's this, is, this is just cornering the market and going. Well, we specifically do this. That's right. You know? So, so they've they've using several sources. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it really. Don't think so. Nah, and I think if there's anyone out there who commits a crime, even if they are a vigilante thinking they're doing the right thing, then they get locked up as well. Anyway. well New York is a massive city. I mean, it's yeah. it's massive. Yeah. So. To have something like that doesn't seem like a bad idea, mm. but I guess that's the thing. Like anything, like you said. It's all open to misuse. Well, yeah. So really, exactly, yeah. to this make this slightly more targeted at people who might be able to help in some way or yeah. report it more quickly or give more information on it, yeah. then I guess it's a good thing. can only be seen as... Yeah, true. All right, over to you, my friend. All right. Marvin, this one's good. Well, it's illegal, <laughs> but it's good. Marvin Hemeyer. Hemeyer. Yeah. <laughs> I just realised. Yeah, that's good. Uh, now... I have another question for you, B-Was. Okay, okay. Um, If you were going to wreak havoc on a town... That's what I've that often done about. The, ...done yes. the wrong thing by you and your family... The whole town. What kind of vehicle might you use? T-34. T-34. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, um, perfect. Well, yeah, depending what's available. <laughs> but I guess something something solid. Yep. Something tall, so you can got a bit of a perspective on yep. things. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, something heavy. Nice. To crash through stuff. Well, Marvin... Hemeyer <laughs> thought exactly the same thing. Good man. Marvin Hemeyer uh, ran a small welding shop uh, in Granby, Colorado. Uh, he built a makeshift bulldozer tank yeah. in 2004 <laughs> and plowed through the small town, causing $7 million worth of damage. Right. The reason? A zoning dispute between Hemeyer and the city zoning commission. That's not what a, I expected. And a concrete company... <laughs> that wanted to build a plant on his land. Right. In order to build their new facility, the concrete company had purchased a piece of land from Hemeyer, where his own shop was also located. When the city zoning commission approved the land for construction, Hemeyer argued that the construction blocked him from getting into his own shop. At first, Hemeyer took the rational course of action and petitioned the commission to prevent the rezoning. But after multiple rejections, as well as as multiple fines for various civil violations, Hemeyer decided to take matters into his own hands. For more than a year, he toiled away in his shop yard building the Killdozer. Yeah, nice. That still sounds like a Hitman vehicle. It does, yeah. I like this guy. A customised Komatsu D355A bulldozer outfitted with thick steel plate armour and a layer of concrete in between and three-inch 
bulletproof plastic to protect the cameras he needed to navigate the vehicle. Right. His killdozer was also armed with three makeshift gun ports housing a 50 calibre <laughs> rifle, okay. a 308 semi-automatic and a 22 long rifle. On June 4th, 2004, Hemeyer sealed himself inside the killdozer's cockpit and drove his machine into town. Right. He ploughed through the concrete plant next to his shop, then made his way towards City Hall. Wrecking a newspaper office, the former mayor's home, a hardware store, and other properties. Right. Once his killdozer was on the loose, the town put out an alert to its residents to warn them to stay away from Hemeyer's rampage. <laughs> Maybe it was on the Citizen app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> after two hours and seven minutes, Hemeyer had bulldozed every business or home that had some connection ah. to to his against the zoning committee. The, so it was actually a conscious. He didn't it was just a campaign. It was a campaign. He planned it. Yep. And he executed it. To That's the just detail. just right. Yeah. Right. The destruction he caused amounted to seven million dollars damages. The havoc was so great, the Colorado governor considered authorizing the National Guard to attack Hemeyer in his killdozer with Apache helicopters and anti-tank missiles. But before they got the green light, Hemeyer's rampage ended when he tried to plough through the Gamble's hardware store. The store had oh, you a messed s- with the wrong guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the store had a small basement where they had. Homosexual discos. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. The store had a small basement that en- ensnared one of the treads on the vehicle. Unable to free the machine, he Hemeyer's rampage was over. He pulled out a handgun and killed himself oh. with a single shot to the head. That's a bit sad. Okay, well, yeah. Later investigators found two lists inside the cab of the bulldozer tank. One was a list of 13 properties. Of the 13 properties, sorry. Yeah. Uh, he might had destroyed, while another list contained several names, including the town's mayor and some local business owners. They also, so maybe he was going to yeah. find them and shoot them. Well, sort if of he thing. had guns as yeah, well as yeah. just the defence, it right. looks like he had some other intentions. Yeah. They also found he might had no way out no way of getting out of the sealed cockpit right. on his own, which suggests that he wasn't planning on making it out of the rampage alive. Nobody was hurt during this bulldozing spree except for Haymeyer he- himself, yeah. but the memory of the incident still haunts the city's residents today. That's quite traumatic, isn't it? To anyone who's yeah. been there for a while, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, do you remember? Now, there, is, there are photos He-Man of He-Man went on a rampage and thought he was protecting <laughs> Castle There's photos style. of it and there's also a YouTube of it. Oh, um, oh YouTube I'll, as well. I'll post the photos so you can uh, you can check that out oh, on, uh, on Instagram, which is Warren. Instagram is Fly on the Wall Podcast <laughs> one one. <laughs> Uh, with an underscore between each of the words of well the passage. Said. Okay, the it was email... almost like you knew it. Yeah, yeah, almost. <laughs> the email is the fly on the wall podcast one one yep. at gmail dot com and on Twitter. <laughs> at fly on the wall p o one. Back over to you, big Warren. <laughs> I crawled my way to the finish there, didn't I, my friend? <laughs> yeah, but you still finished. Okay, now this. This guy, yeah, to me, he's a bit of a superhero. Right. He's not a vigilante, but in his own way, he's classed as one. Is his name the Gorgeous Glenn? It's close. <laughs> his name's Life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Shame Lazarus. I've been doing my own mission. 
which is more of a social one rather than vigilantism, he says in an interview. I have gone out with guys who have done the crime fighting, but I focus on homeless outreach. Nice. Usually dressed in black and white with a black mask. <laughs> Lazarus, to scare the shit out of the homeless. Lazarus rides his bike to places where he knows there will be homeless people and hands out what he calls life packs, which are the essentials needed for those living on the street. I talk to them and I listen to them. Give them a life pack and then go on my way, he says. Nice. So if he's not battling bad guys, why wear the mask? Yeah. I hear you ask, Luke. Yeah. Lazarus has... <laughs> Lazarus has both practical and motivational reasons. The persona and symbol of the superhero is so powerful that it transcends language and cultures, he explains. Many of the homeless people I work with are from immigrant populations and are fearful of authority figures. They ask where I'm from from, and I put on my mask and say I'm a superhero and they understand I'm going to do something good for them and not try to take anything in return. What was his name? His name is Life. Sadly, uh, j- this just in, life was shot dead <laughs> this afternoon because <laughs> he was brandishing a mask. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, now, have you got anything else here? I've just got a handful I've of... I've got an erection. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. I just have a small group of uh, different vigilantes. Yeah, go for it. Jonathan Jack yep. Edema. Uh is the name familiar? If not, a damn well should be. No. It takes quite a set of plums to do the things <laughs> Jack Edema has done. This one's from a, uh, a website called... He had sex with a donkey in 1969. <laughs> <Crackers>. <laughs> Army Special Forces? Check. Wow. Formed his own counterterrorism training company? Check. <laughs> Secretly invaded Afghanistan under the guise of humanitarian aid, but with the actual and completed purpose of capturing suspected terrorists? Fucking check. Warren's pointing to me every time he says check, That's guys. That's it, mate. Roughly 98% of the things Jack has done have either been A, colossal fuck-ups, <laughs> or B, total bullshit. Oh, okay. He invaded Afghanistan and captured a dude. Sure. We'll give him that one. But when he presented the prisoner to US forces, they released the frightened... a lollipop man. They, they released the frightened, presumably bearded man, a week later. So we're thinking the evidence against that guy, against the guy wasn't all that strong. So he's just a nut job, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he did some time and that, but uh, he But clearly... he's American. And he was clearly <laughs> passionate. Army Special Forces. Yeah. Set up his own company. And he was, though? Yeah. Was he Special Forces yeah. or was he just a nutcase? Special Forces, Because I could, I could meet someone in the shops tomorrow and say, I'm That's Special true. Forces. But they wouldn't believe you. They would, mate. Because you, you're Former. Cardigan. If I say... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your cardigan wouldn't Former. convince Former. I took them, some shrapnel in the ass in... Uh, <laughs> In Iraq, 93, but... Uh... I saw you skipping down near the beach the other day, mate. Um, now, another group. Yep. They were the Lavender Panthers. Oh, no. I'm Have out. you heard of that? I'm out. Yeah. Anything with lavender. Well... I'm out. This has got to do with my, our uh, Fun fact. My sister, Nikki, yeah. hates the smell of lavender. It is a pretty awful smell. I don't mind it. Really? I wouldn't wear it. No? But... You wouldn't <laughs> smear the petals of a lavender flower a... into your flesh? <laughs> As a gardener, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm often confronted by the scent of lavender. <laughs> and uh, let it me tell you, it's cutthroat. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't mind it. Is that uh, lavender you've got in your it front It beats garden? the smell of, uh, 
urine, semen, and petrol that I'm usually coated in. <laughs> well, when you say it that way, I understand. Sort of counts and balances all yeah, those yeah. aromas. <laughs> it yeah. does. Well, the Lavender Panthers uh, formed in the 1970s in San Francisco. Nice. As the direct result of pervasive gay bashing across the oh, country. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the Reverend Ray Brochiers who, as an openly gay Pentecostal evangelist preacher, has to be the man with the least probable job in history, formed the group after getting his own ass kicked for being gay and in public. Oh, good on him then. So, yeah, a little uh, protective group. The bit of fight back. Did they actually get into scuffles? Or did they just, I so. like, uh, I think they patrol a bit like fashion accessories. Maybe that too. <laughs> maybe that hurt enough. Yeah. But I feel like they're a bit like the Guardian Angels of New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're a presence, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And they're enough of a deterrent, uh, unless people really like Lavender. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to, to ward off any violent confrontations. Yeah, no, good on them. Good on so, them. yeah, that's good. Um, now, aside from the unfortunate name, Missouri's bald knobbers <laughs> were probably not light-hearted oh. enough. Yeah, you probably heard. I've heard it's, that This one. is historical. Yeah. Um, were probably not light-hearted enough to, to laugh at the fact that they just won uh, the, this website's cracked, coveted Gayest <clears throat> Vigilante Group Name Award. Now, that's not my title. That was Wild West Times, the Missouri it, bald knobbers. It was. They yeah. were originally founded by a mustachioed man mountain yeah. named Nathaniel Kinney yeah. to counteract the wildness of the Old West, a job left laughably unfinished by Will Smith. I <laughs> uh, obviously didn't read the whole article <laughs> here. But then they inevitably realised that they were the only ones administering justice. They could pretty much administer in whatever way they chose. Yeah. Namely, killing the shit out of everything. Yeah, and it went to their heads and they the power went to their heads. First of all, they were like loved and adored because they were cleaning up the town and the That's areas. Right. And stuff, but then it went to their head. The moustaches did not hide a secret smile. It hides another angrier moustache. <laughs> Eventually, enough hell was raised that people began to speak out against the bald knobbers. Yeah. An anti-bald knobber movement set about ridding the countryside of their phallus-named tormentors yeah. uh, and actually carried out the planned assassination of Mr. Pouty Moustache up there. So there was a photo there of the uh, the guy who'd started the bald The knobbers. main knob. So they assassinated him. The assassin himself walked away from the trial, acquitted for the murder by reason of self-defence. Um, Beauty. That's what will come down to me and you, I reckon. The official, st- <laughs> the official stance at the time was that the bald numbers would have eventually killed everyone in the world. <laughs> in the world. <laughs> so uh, one more little piece of information. <coughs> yeah. Now, you might recall a while back when we were talking about gangs and we talked about uh, the MS-13 gang. Yep. An, uh, an infamous and extremely dangerous Multiple group. Multiple sclerosis gang. Yes, that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> yeah. No, extremely, extremely what violent. What was the MS gang. for? Me? Stand uh, well, it's a, a Spanish word, but I didn't oh, actually okay. put it in yeah. this translation. Yeah, that's all right. But this group, Sombra Negra, yeah. uh, means black shadow yeah. in cool. Spanish, yeah. uh, basically anti MS 13. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So they're police yeah. uh, and law enforcement groups like yeah. you know special forces and counter terrorism and all that, but they're outside of the law. Yeah, okay, cool. So they get together, they suit up, they to mask get the up, bad, and bad they fucking gangs. assault the gangs. <laughs> cool. Which, 
That would be an extremely intense yeah, role. I'd be in that. But it's not yeah. endorsed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they just take it upon themselves to go and but fuck But maybe, shit I wonder if it's not endorsed. There's not endorsing, but there's also turning a blind eye to it. Of course. Well, oh, look, it looks I mean, like uh, the whole MS gang has been shot dead here. <laughs> I can't see any evidence. Eh? <laughs> They're standing there with their, their dicks out. No, I... Um, <laughs> It was me, man. What you gonna do, eh? Fuck um, them twice, man. In my Beretta and my car. So, uh, but I think in that part of the world, sadly, Central and South America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite uh, corrupt anyway. Big Law hello to all our South American gangbangers out there. Hey, my name is Fuego del go. cap your race, man. Casual racism, yeah. here. We'll go to a quick break and come back with a little bit more final thoughts. back here and you're listening to Fly on the Wall Podcast, episode 168. My name is Luke. And my name's Big Verls. Uh, we've been talking vigilantes this evening. I've enjoyed the show, Warren. I've enjoyed some of the stories. I've enjoyed some of the visuals that you've created with uh, the guys with the red berets. Yeah. And the lavender panthers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing it all in my head and it's actually quite a scary ensemble. There are scores yeah. of vigilante groups in this world. There would be. Looking yeah. for justice. And we're only looking at the like the Western world side, really. Who yeah. knows what Ethiopians are doing? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? They, well, I mean, we didn't really even cover Australian vigilantes. but Not really, it, no. It did say that there's a deep-seated thing in the American psyche yeah, about yeah. these about vigilante justice yeah. going out and obtaining it. So I think that's why it is a bit more mainstream. So even yeah, that yeah. Uh, wonderful story about the T-34 driver, mechanic, yeah, and yeah. Uh, lady, I mean, it was a military, you know, it was still very much a, a military thing and, yeah. and, a, and a side effect of World War II and everything. That's right. But um, yeah, so... Imagine. Yeah. I, I'd love to know more. Actually, I think vigilantes, you could do a whole podcast on vigilantes. You could, you could actually. There is, you could... And there actually is podcasts on vigilantes. Yes. There's actually one. It's just called Vigilante. I found it this evening. Um, and oh, let me just read the uh, I'll just read the synopsis to you because it actually sounds um, sad but um, interesting. I'm going to give it a go um, tomorrow. Uh, so I found it on Spotify. Uh, and it's yeah, it's just called Vigilante, and it's uh, the the synopsis or the blurb is Tim Miller is a famous search and re- rescuer in Dixon, Texas, who's helped track down more than three hundred missing persons. After thirty eight years of searching, he's now convinced that he's finally solved his own daughter's murder. In the first season of Viz- Vigilante, Ali Conti. Uh, from the New York Times explores the human cost of Tim's singular obsession with the case. From the people he's falsely accused in the past to the current girlfriend he's put in the crosshairs of a possible serial killer. Oh, yeah, so that sounds morbidly interesting. It I'm, does. I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a go. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, yeah, but I've enjoyed tonight's show. Um, uh, would you... Uh, do you reckon you could do Become a Vigilante? I think it would take, uh, yeah, like like this poor guy who's yeah. obviously, 
experienced an extreme amount of trauma. Yeah, something harrowing, um, yeah. I could imagine it happening, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like Hawkeye in The Avengers. Yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Mutant Ninja Turtles. What yeah. was his story? I never knew his story. I don't know his backstory, actually. Well, why did you say? Because he's got golf clubs, <laughs> he's got hockey sticks, baseball bats. I think he just liked looking cool and getting involved with turtles. Yeah, plus he had the ice hockey mask as well. And he liked a bit of April O'Neil, didn't he? Yeah, really? well, we all do. We've discussed we that did. before on the podcast, right. one. You said she would be your number one cartoon animated girlfriend. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. said you jerked, off, want yellow... you jerked off six times a day to her once. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a couple of years ago. What's interesting is I don't remember saying that, but you remember it really clearly. So I, you that's took all an interest. I, all I hear in my head is yeah. you saying, I jerk off six times a day to April O'Neil. <laughs> My voice changes. I'm repeat. I'm, I'm repeat constantly. Yeah, oh, yeah no. Nah. Um, I know a lady who said to me once, or many times actually, because she loves dress repeat. up like April O'Neil. Luke, <laughs> she, she loves. <laughs> Please, dress she loves up. repeating a story. of This lady. Yeah, right. Nah, she's a very special lady. But um, yeah, she said to me, um, she wouldn't do this, but she likes the idea of going to like a train station where there's bullies and they're picking on someone or, or you know, crowding them and, and or rolling them for their goods or whatever. Yeah. And just grabbing them, putting them up against a brick wall, putting a gun to their head right. and said, be a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then letting them go. So putting the that kind of fear in yeah. them, you know, not actually killing them or hurting them, just scaring the shit out of them so much. That they don't do it again. A mild-mannered <clears throat> person yeah. doing going to that length yeah. is scary. Uh, to, it is terrifying. Yeah. Because there'd be a be look a good in their boy. eye. Be a good They'd boy. be like, I think <laughs> they would what? actually pull the trigger. <laughs> Just a hair's breadth more trouble from me, and yeah. my head is spread all over this wall. Yeah. Yeah, I'd listen. This uh, same lady would like to make uh, mention, would like us to mention, um, some great vigilante movies. Uh, she specifically said to mention Death Wish okay. with Charles Bronson. I think right. there's like five of them, isn't there? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Do you know any other vigilante movies? Well, The Punisher. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. Batman is a vigilante. Yeah, really, true. When you yeah, think about that's it. true. A masked yeah. vigilante. The Dark Deadpool, Knight. Deadpool, yeah. yeah Kick-Ass. There's lots, yeah. 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 There's tons. Yeah. You could argue many yeah. are vigilante Walking movies. Walking Tall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, interesting. Actually, you brought that up. I'd like to see a movie with Maria from Russia, for, uh, you know, with the T yeah. thirty. I was thinking that as you were reading, I'm like, this is a great story. That is a great movie. And many westerns, yeah, are, are vigilante stories. Oh, that's true, aren't they? Actually, the very first uh, time the word vigilante was used in the DC comics was yeah. in 1943. Uh, with a, I can't remember his name now. Very specific information. Yeah, for you, it was with, with a character who had a lasso and a cowboy hat, and he yeah. was known as the vigilante. But he had a he had another name as well. I can't remember the actual yeah. name. It was like Greg something or something. But um, yeah, if you type like, if you type in um, the first ever vigilante into Google, you'll find the DC reference. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Unforgiven. Oh that, yeah, especially yeah. that last that's part. Great. That's a vigilante kill. Oh look, well kills. Talking of this isn't a vigilante movie. Um, but talking of Wild West movies, yes. I watched one recently called Old Henry. Oh, yes. Fucking hell. It's actually really good. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit slow in parts, but intentionally Westerns so. Are. Yeah. yeah, I think it's meant to be a little bit of a, um, a thinker of a movie, you know. It's really good. It's actually really good. The only 
Oh, no, no, I won't say because it might ruin the ending. But, yeah, give it a go. And people listening, give it a go. Old Henry. I found it on, uh, what did I find it on? Um, uh, Prime. I think it's on Prime, Prime. Yeah. yeah. I think I looked it up, actually, after you good I'd one. seen that you'd done it. It's only a short one as well, uh, an hour and a half. I like a good Western. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> this has got that um, unforgiven kind of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah awesome. it's, it's It's very well done, yeah. I think, I think the difference between... Because sometimes the line between, say, a superhero mm. and a vigilante yeah. is quite yeah. narrow. Like, Pretty you thin. have to pick yeah. it. But I guess it's about how the tone of it's done. Like, The Crow, for yeah. example. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a superhero, mm. but it's very much a revenge movie. It is. He yeah. literally only comes back... He's not getting a whole bunch of bad guys. revenge yeah. Yeah. on the people that were responsible Which for it. Which makes you wonder why there's a Crow too. I've never watched it. Well, because it's a different person. Get fucked. It's a, it's a different... Person that died. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But that being the issue, so they've they've suffered an injustice. And rain all the time. (laughs) So so really, the you know the power comes from the crow. So it's the crow that is that character. Yeah, and it comes back and gives. Which is why they try and kill the crow. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, there's tons of what you would say of anti movies. The female bad guy in that movie. She was right. Uh, the yes, one who eats the eyes. Or yeah, she's doing. yeah, yeah. And they, well, they they <coughs> ate the eyes, cooked them up, and then yeah, smoked it. Yeah, yeah, like or a fondue, crack. like a fondue type. It was thing. pretty hardcore. It actually. was very goth. Yeah, you can see why the goths all fucking fell in love <laughs> with that movie. Can't I you? love that movie too, and I'm not a goth. Well, you could be. Play your cards right. Yeah, I could yeah. paint you up like a goth. I could wear some netting for you, mate. <laughs> you just ask the right way, and I'll, I'll be right there. Ah. <laughs> oh. Actually, we got a uh, we won't say who, but uh, we got a birthday party coming up soon. Yes, fairly significant one for one of our friends. Um, we should go as goths. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get those massive boots? Because yeah. I need a bit of height. I'll just get a really long black latex coat. Yeah, with nothing underneath. Nothing underneath, um, and just wear a really uh, like a studded collar, but the studs on it are like. Three four inches long, right? right? Spikes, and yeah. and then really thick black heavy eye makeup. But then I'll cry, so yeah, all like just dribbles down my face. It's a good look. Yeah, it's it'll cool. look great. Yeah, I yeah. think I look good with the grey beard <laughs> <laughs> and my cardigan. Yeah, yeah. It's still underneath everything. <laughs> no, on top, uh, on oh, top of that jacket. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, perfect look. You've always um, had a way with the outfits, right? so you haven't lost your touch. It I've say. never been accused of being trendy. Yeah, that's why. That's for damn sure. How would you take being accused of being trendy um, as an I, accusation? I would take it as an insult. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, excuse me. <laughs> How very dare you? <laughs> I've made every effort to stay outside. Of yeah, fashion. I've got a friend that wears Crocs. I wear cardigans, and Keith is still wearing. Ghostbusters pajamas <laughs> since 1987. There is nothing oh. about me that's stylish. Actually, out of the four of us, I think the gorgeous Glenn is probably wouldn't say trendy, trendy. No, nah, he's not trendy. But he cuts a fine figure, <laughs> and he he kind of yes. wears cool clothes. Yeah, yeah. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. He he knows how to dress. You and I are a shorts and black t-shirt kind of. Kind Pretty of. much. I wear like the reanimator t-shirt and yeah. some horror t-shirts. Some, you know. Yeah. But I. To be honest with you, Warren, yeah. I prefer just black. You have a lot of t-shirts, though, <laughs> don't you, mate? Um, I do, actually, yeah. yeah. How many t-shirts do you have? I don't probably cycle it? through. I've probably got about 30. 
Right. But I only cycle through probably maybe, of the printed ones, yeah. probably about six or seven. Okay. I need to dig out more and get into them. You I do. You bury them. But I don't have the show. occasion for it. That's the thing. I'm working. Right. You know, I'm yeah. working. I wear yeah. a black T-shirt. Podcast, mate. <laughs> underneath that cardigan. Come yeah, on, mate. True. Bring it in. Yeah, Bring it true. in. And band practice. Yeah. That's it, mate. Speaking of band practice, uh, we had one on Friday. We did. Um, I was going to say, oh, did you? <laughs> you yeah. didn't invite me. <laughs> and I've got to say, it's one of the best band practices I think we've had in quite a while. It was a real was good, good jam session. It was good. So much so that I'd like to share one of the recordings oh, okay. from nice. that evening. Now, people listening, uh, us, four, us four mates, uh, Big Was, me, Just Luke, uh, the gorgeous Glenn, and little Keith, we've been performing together since we were 16 or so, on and off. And now... And not just musical ways. <laughs> <laughs> we had a travelling circus Yeah, for we a had while. a cabaret. Yeah. Oh, we were dancing showgirls we for a long a time. We had monkeys that we used to do a little <laughs> yeah. routine with. Warren was a magician yeah. for a time. I was his... Uh, I was the girl he cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And therefore, little Keith was made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was a bearded lady, of course, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so the last few years, we've just been getting together and jamming. There's no vocals. It's just jamming. It's yeah. just good fun. Smashing drums, chunky bass, ripping guitar riffs. And yeah, I just thought I'd uh, share one of what them. What is it, Luke? Well, what one would you like? Uh, I'm thinking either Descent or A Little Dark. Well, I see, probably... You choose, probably, and I'll slaughter in there. Probably Descent. Yeah, Because okay. A Little Dark actually was the, well, not the full version, but there was part of it that was always our post-apocalyptic saga Oh, that's true. Theme. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. it might be better to put in a different track. Yeah. So maybe Descent. A more recent one, Descent. Yeah, okay, cool. In homage to my favourite horror movie. Yeah, it is a great horror movie. I think uh, it's definitely, we have to do a top ten horror movies of all time yes. one, one day, maybe yes, with the do. boys as well. Because um, I was talking to one of my daughters, I forget their names, um, about <laughs> Dawn of the Dead 2004. Yes. That's got to be up there for me. Oh, it's great. Movie. Oh, fuck, I love it. Um, yeah, I've got to watch it soon, actually, and add it to the list. But, uh, now that's yeah. an old movie. Isn't it, it is, upsetting? yeah. It's, uh, what is it? 18 16, years 18 years, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it, man. Uh, but that's it for episode 168. Thanks for joining us. Uh, like I said earlier on, you know, go and like it, subscribe, follow, um, just review it. Go and leave a, a sneaky little cheeky review for us, um, preferably five stars, but whatever stars you want is fine. But the most important thing, is just tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone who you think may be interested in our shits. Be good to yourselves. Be good to your goats. And one more thing. One more thing. Big Woz is going to introduce the song we're going to leave you with. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy uh, us jamming together. It's called Descent. And it's, it's pretty cool. Nice little bit of garage metal for you. Doodles! Optimistic, you see. You see what you're, uh, see what you're musty calves, man. I'll never lose it, mate. Sorry, before.
save there you did for me, Warren, in the middle there. <laughs>